Hello, hello. Welcome to Awakening and Ascension for Starseeds and Sensitives. Today I interview Z Earthstar, a descendant of a Taoist Emerald Dragon family, and we learn about what it's like growing up as a starseed and her magical life now. Welcome to Awakening and Ascension Guidance for Sensitives and Starseeds. Hi, I'm your host, Marilyn O'Malley life coach, ascension guide, and fellow sensitive and starseed who has been transforming, teaching, and healing others for over 20 years. The mission of my podcasts are to help you break free of your limiting programs, reset your mind, body, spirit for greater consciousness, align you with your soul so you know who you really are and your powers to create what you came here to experience. We are living in a very chaotic and uncertain times with lots of unknowns that can take a toll on sensitives and starseeds nervous systems, depleting them of their energies, clarity, and alignment with everything if we're not taking care of right, to manage so our lives. All right, so today I have a special guest on, Z Earthstar. You want to say hi, Z? Hi, everybody. Hi. Let me tell you a little bit about Z, and then we're going to have a great conversation about how she's gotten to where she is today and to share her beautiful um, messages with you and how I came upon her. Um, so Z is an Z Earth Star, is a descendant of the Taoist Emerald Dragon family, an original grail line seeding of the Emerald Order. And I, I would like you to explain what that is. <laughs> more later. Uh, her lineage was initiated by Holy Mother Sophia to be keepers of her Emerald Dragon Wisdom Scrolls, the knowledge of creation, through the arts of prayer, oracle transmission, singing, writing, and multidimensional energy work. Z is supporting humanity in reclaiming the infinite creativity through the healing of our multidimensional light body and creation sexuality. Z Earthstar is in service to the United Dream as an oracle for living creation, the angelic galactic support teams, her descendant Taoist ancestors, and the wisdom scrolls of original creation sciences. She is the founder of Earthstar Academy, a mystery school container to support God's angels on Earth, the starseeds, indigos, dream work, dream weavers, and light workers. With her star family, Z is on a mission to return God's love to the heart of all of humanity. And I'm going to let you talk about more about that later or weave it in as we go through um, our conversation here, Z. Um, I want to say that when I first discovered you on or saw you on YouTube, I was like, wow, what an angel. And uh, and and just felt that you're you're beautiful light energy and then I started listening to you and I'm like damn she is so courageous she's like this I feel like this little angel with with angel warrior but not the warrior of uh from the love perspective not trying to take things out but so powerful and I just admire mm -hmm. that uh, when I see that in people because I 
I understand what it means to be courageous <laughs> and to go, go to be acting from that deeper calling that goes, uh, that goes against, but does not, is not seen by a lot. Um, and, and, um, you don't have immediate results and you don't, you know, it's like, it's not the, uh, regular go out and be successful, <laughs> right? It's a whole energetic mm -hmm. way of being. I see us as, as souls and spirit first before we're human. And I see you as that soul and spirit in the world embodying this human body in a, in a very empowered way. So um, I'd love for you to share, you know, how you came to this. Like, were you, did you, were you born awake? Um, or did you have to um, go through the process that a lot of us are going through of awakening and releasing and, you know, mm -hmm. falling in love with ourselves and getting to know our spirit and our soul? Absolutely. Thank you so much for that beautiful, heartfelt introduction. I was like not expecting that. So I started tearing up. Like, thank you so much for seeing me and for having me on your show. It's a great honor. Um, great place to start. Great question. I was not born awake. I did have some weird experiences as a child. Like my mom told me that I used to write like Taoist poetry about the ever evolving nature of time when I was like four years old. And also I used to talk a lot. Like now I, I talk like talking is like what I do, but for, in my first grade, um, there was a birthday party one year and every kid was supposed to like do something for a talent show. And I started telling a story and I ended up telling the story for the whole class. And so, you know, it was kind of an embarrassing story, but those are kind of the things that gave her an idea that maybe one day I was going to be a speaker or a storyteller. Um, but I, was definitely grew up in the false matrix, grew up asleep. I went through a lot of trauma as a child. I was born in China, uh, moved to Canada when I was nine years old. didn't st speak the language, was totally out of touch with the culture. Um, and then, you know, it's very difficult as a new immigrant family. And so my parents had a lot of emotional trauma. And then through that, you know, obviously that led to me having um, eating disorders. I, I had a suicide attempt when I was 16 years old because I think ultimately I was always very different. I was always very sensitive and caring. Um, but because I went to high school where I was like the only Chinese person, I just like didn't fit in at all. And so I think as a human being that also reflects like being an alien, I felt like I was a literal alien. <laughs> I was just like a Chinese person. And so I didn't fit in at all. I was really alone. And, and at the same time, you know, I thought I was just a weirdo because I, I was not in like my home culture. But then when I grew older, I realized that it was actually more than that, that like not everybody felt connected to like some feeling of magic. Like I always felt like there was some magical thing about life and something beyond, you know, that was like something I was aware of. Like I um did always have the sense like I think um I call them starseed antiviral where there's some things you're just born 
not falling for like the education system or the government like there are just some things even as a child I was just so um, outspoken about that didn't make sense and I think mm -hmm. they're just literally these consciousness or genetic antivirals that we have that make us um, immune to mind control essentially yeah but, um yeah it wasn't until I moved away from home um, when I was like around 17, 18 years old, when I quit school as a, a classical pianist and began to communicate with ETs, I was very directly contacted, actually. <laughs> it was a very abrupt um, transition. I went from going to school for classical piano and just being like a very mundane, normal Chinese girl who had no awareness of any spiritual thing at all to this voice in my ear being like, where are you from? And I'm like, I don't know, China. And then it was like, Andromeda. And I was like, Andromeda, like, what do you mean? And then I went home and Googled beings from Andromeda. And that's when I found all this like starseed stuff. And I was like, what? There are people in this world that believe they're from other planets. But then like the more that I read these articles, the more it started to make sense. Like it started to grow on me. I was like, all you know very sensitive like people come to you with their problems you like care about people and just want to like help in some way and I was like maybe I am an alien you know and then I just kept following the guidance of this voice and the earth and the spirit started communicating with me and it was just kind of it all began from there wow wow um and do you so where was this where was the voice coming from was it a uh or who was it well that's very interesting um I heard it as a male being and I felt like it was my uncle <laughs> my uncle from Andromeda and then what I later discovered so this voice it started guiding me to different places in the world doing what they call grid work which is when you do like energy work on the earth and support collective consciousness from a more quantum way and eventually it led me so I woke up in 2013 the end of 2012, beginning of 2013 is when this voice contacted me. And then two years after that, this energy just guided me through synchronicities to this land in New Mexico. And it turned out that there was this man who always told people that he was from Andromeda. And he had this dream of opening a magic school for starseeds. And he died the same month that this voice came to me, um, which was March of 2013. And before he died, he told his land steward, his best friend, that one day this little Chinese girl from Andromeda was going to come, that she's going to say she wants to build a starseed school, and um, this land is meant for her. And so my guess is that this voice was actually him, because I'm getting chills. This is like, you know, it was just- I know, like I have chills all over. <laughs> like, goosebumps all over. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Too coincidental, you know? Oh my gosh. Wow. Talk about being, being led and, and that, that you were open to hearing those messages and not, not freaking out about like, I'm hearing voices, right? You know, that's interesting because I, I joke about this, but I feel like there's some truth to it where I feel like my particular mission, it's so specific in a way that my team had to like numb parts of my human brain I feel like <laughs> you know the parts that doubt and are like am I crazy or like am I supposed to do this because this whole time I literally just did whatever and I felt so natural but looking in hindsight I feel like that human part of me was like 
subdued or something just to make sure that I was on the mission and, you know, <laughs> making right, sure right. things were getting done. Right, right. Well, like you were saying earlier, when you were talking about how you just kind how we have these antiviral knowingness, I think there's this, when we, when we, I think this is one particular uh, description of a star seed is you have this knowingness from yes. uh, of different things. You have no idea how you know them. And yes. the trouble we have in the world is that, that the world wants to know how we know them. Yes. <laughs> right. Exactly. And, but, but we just have this knowingness. And then when information comes in, we, we can, we just know that that's the truth and we have to follow that. Or there's, there's something, again, it's that, it's being more the starseed than being the human. Um, I think as is, is we're, we're making choices, but, um, and I think that takes a lot of courage to do that. I, um, because we, we've had to decide, well, I know for me, I trusted those voices and that mm -hmm. knowing more than anybody. Yes. Like, like that was, and I, and I'm hearing that's the same thing with you. And I, and I'm hoping that the, our audience will get that. Oh, I have knowings and, but I keep thinking I have to mm. prove my knowings or I have to, you know, somehow show up as the human part and not be in my powers of my, my multidimensional knowing mm. and, and you know, how to play in that. I, I'm. Well, I just want to quickly say that I feel so much honor and respect for you because I, I think you've been doing your work for a really long time, 20 more years, right? And I have so much respect for the first waivers, which I think you would be part of because you guys didn't have the internet. You didn't have like, you couldn't just Google being aliens from whatever. And so it was probably so much more challenging you know, for you to be walking this path. So I definitely acknowledge that, like, you know, thank you for paving the way. I wouldn't be able to do this work that I'm doing now without, you know, people like mm -hmm. you that have just paved the way. So. Oh, that make me cry. <laughs> you know, one of, one of the things that I, um, to not take away from you, but just to, to, to validate that in a lot of ways, I've had these, you know, been guided and I sense, um, uh, gosh, I don't know. I started making YouTube like 2005 doing YouTubes, right? And making them all for sensitives. Mm -hmm. I didn't know about star seeds yet, but as soon as I knew about star seeds, then I, and I've made all these videos and there, I have a trickle of people that follow. And then when COVID happened, um, it, it, uh, uh, you know, all that stuff started happening. All of a sudden people started showing up and I was like, mm -hmm oh, I've been doing all this work for now. You know, it's just like I've created like a library. Mm -hmm. Like, so anybody can start who's more weight can start at a certain other place and then other people. But um, yes, and so I have been so happy to find you guys, you who are coming in and being powerful and getting out there and shifting because that's what I felt like I'm here to support the people who are going to come and 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 help a lot more people you know because um anyway so we're we're, we're living our mission and that's mm -hmm. that's the um and it can show up a lot of different ways and that's why we're having this conversation so i wanted to go back because you said um 
you know, you uh, attempted suicide. And one of the things that I have seen and, and, and know, and one of the, I know you're here for that too, and, and that I've been, is to help people be the spiritual being in their body. Like that's mm-hmm. our thing. Like that's the experiment is like to be this multidimensional soul in this spiritual, in the spirit of world, um, in this body. Mm-hmm. And so uh, if you could talk a lot about, uh, if you could talk about what it was like to be in your body and be this light, because I know that that's very trying for a lot of people. And I think that would help people to understand, have a, have a better understanding and know they're not alone in this process. Yeah, absolutely. So the way I like to describe this is that we all have different dimensionalities of our expression. So to simplify, I say we have an earth self and a star self. And the earth self is, you know, our human personality, our humanness. It's also our inner children, our inner teenager, inner adult. Um, It's the part of us that carry the wisdom from human life. And then we have the star self and the star self is the one that's intergalactic, the one that's connected to the star consciousness, the cosmos, to God and to all this higher knowledge, higher dimensional consciousness and energy that we're bringing down to the earth and how these two aspects of us can coexist and even support each other. It's a whole science on its own that star seeds must figure out because if there's any sort of imbalance where we're too much in our earth self or too much in our star self, then we're going to run into a different array of issues in our life. And I've definitely seen both ways, right? People that just totally go the star self will just start, you know, dressing up as Jesus and, you know, only talk about spiritual things. And then they become so out of touch with humans. And we're really here to support humans. We're here to guide humanity into a new higher civilization. And so if humans can't understand what we're saying and can't see us as responsible and mature human beings, then they're not going to be able to receive our gifts. And, you know, on the other side of that, if our human self is too much um, in the driver's seat and then it is afraid or doesn't want to be judged in a certain way or doesn't, you know, want to prove this knowing and just is afraid to follow that inner gnosis, then, you know, same thing. We're not going to be able to allow this higher consciousness to come in to, again, do our mission. And so I feel that this process it's really a long one. You know, what I realized in the very beginning was that self-healing was the most important thing because everything that was blocking my soul from freely expressing itself through my body was the trauma of my earth self, the trauma, the programming and the false beliefs, right? Because we realize that we're living in a 3d false matrix soul prison, essentially. And that is why (laughs) human beings have been, we don't realize, like we think, oh, you know, we just all hate ourselves for no reason. Like we just all want to fight and our our families are broken and everybody is on painkillers and antidepressants. It just Mm -hmm. happened like that. Like, no, it didn't just happen like that. There was a group of evil people that have been orchestrating things and manipulating human beings. And it goes into the interdimensionals, right? But we're just who cares? Like, well, let's not talk about who's doing that. That's not the important part. The important part is recognizing that has been happening 
and it's been impacting us. It's impacted our inner children, how we've grown up, impacted our parents and how they raised us. And essentially, we have so much trauma. I mean, it's actually ridiculous to think about how much trauma we really go through (laughs) in this world. We've normalized it all, you know, just like watching TV and just seeing people shoot each other. Like that's like such a normal thing, but it's not normal. There's nothing normal about just waking up in the morning and seeing somebody shoot somebody. But even that is like such a traumatic experience for our human nervous system, our innocent, you know, soft human beingness, right? So just to give you that contrast of seeing like, okay, now let's like scan our whole life. You know, my mother was tired. She put me in a crib and I cried and she didn't come because sleep training. And now I just feel like God is not there for me because I'm left all alone. And then I go to school and, you know, bullying is normalized and now I don't trust anyone. And then I got dumped, you know, it's like every single thing has been so full of those energies And now we wonder why we are anxious and we don't feel loved and we don't feel beautiful. We don't feel supported. And, you know, all those things need to be healed so that our higher self can actually live in the body because our higher self don't feel those things. So if our human self feel those things, it'll repel our higher self from being able to live inside of the body. So, um, yeah, Mm -hmm. I feel like the first 10 years of my awakening were like totally focused on the self-healing just because that was like the most important thing. And I, one time, I think this is early on in 2015, I asked my team, I was like, okay, if I'm some alien on a mission here, like what's my mission? What sector of the work am I in? And they were like, healthcare. I was like, healthcare, like that's such a human answer. And then I was like, okay, then like, what's my job title? They're like, self-healing guide. I was like, self-healing guy, like, I want to be something cool, like cosmic star galactic shaman or something like self-healing guy. That sounds so boring. And then over the next, you know, seven years, as my training continued, I realized just how truly profound that truly is. So (laughs) yes, yes, definitely. And um, so when you were going through um, all of that, I'm wondering if you can, you know, share you shared some of your challenges and stuff, but um, like what were some of the coping mechanisms and stuff that you came up with? And then, and, and, and what are the, the healing, you know, what have you discovered through that? So what that you can question. kind of. Well, share. I think that all, all sickness is the way that the body is coping with hard, difficult, traumatic energies I feel like I believe that the body is made by heavenly cosmic intelligent design. It is truly genius. It is this vessel that is designed to allow God to exist, you know, and be self-aware and be a creator being, be an avatar. So these bodies are the most advanced technologies in the universe, which is why they're so highly coveted, why human DNA is so highly coveted, why they've imprisoned human beings and made them products, right? Because we are very valuable. Our DNA is very valuable. And so understanding that the body is highly intelligent, um, the whole paradigm around disease and sickness in the healthcare system that we have today is totally backwards and doesn't fully acknowledge the body for what it really is. 
And so, you know, every disease, every ache that you have, every addiction, it could be food for me, it was, I, I was bulimic. And so I realized what I was doing was like stuffing down all these emotions that I couldn't handle and then like throwing it up, right? Purging. And then I would feel peaceful for an hour. And that was like how I was dealing with the emotional instability of my household at that time. And of course, tobacco, smoking a lot of cigarettes, which is like, you know, and at that time I was using it to cleanse and ground, but then there are better ways. There are always better, more healthy ways to, to cope and deal with those things. And so um, one of the most pivotal um, healing techniques that I started doing like many hours every day was Vipassana meditation which is just a very simple self-awareness practice of scanning your energy from the inside and allowing your awareness, which is really the spark of God to meet everything inside. So that is where you start to feel because it's all there. Like you think it's not there, but every trauma, every sadness, every horrible experience that you've ever experienced throughout all of your lifetimes, unless it's been cleansed or healed or you know, cleared, it's still sitting there creating all the chaos in your life that you're experiencing now. And we think we're victims, right? We're like, oh, God must just hate me because, you know, I keep manifesting this crappy situation in my life. But nope, it's just sitting in the light body and playing itself out over and over again. So this has been one of the greatest and easiest and cheapest, you know, medicines. <laughs> it's literally just to meditate um, and, you know, not doing visualizations like people love like oh i'm gonna journey to the 38th dimension and then it's like <laughs> no we literally just need to sit and be aware of ourselves, and then eventually we remember who we are Even yeah. eventually we clear all the mud and the chaos and we, we become still enough to actually just become present and then that's where all the magic is so yeah yeah no wonderful and um um, just thinking here, where do I, where to, I'm at a crossroad that I could take it somewhere, but, um, so let's talk about, um, what were the things that you learned when you got to that stillness about you, the truth about who you are versus the programmed side of you? That, that I, you love were... I love uh, God. I love God. And this is the one thing that blew my mind because I was part of the new age community, you know, where all the star seeds are. And I love the new age community. I believe it is this beautiful greenhouse for star seeds to feel accepted and normal so we can hang out with each other and like support each other to grow. I love the new age. I love the spiritual expansion. But one thing that I feel like my soul was like scouring the earth for and just like did not really truly find as a vibration that was fully anchored in the new age was this deep, profound, just absolute love for God. And part of this is because, you know, you do your healing long enough, you're going to bump into a wall, whereas like the religious trauma because <clears throat> human beings were designed to live in union with God, with creation, but part of the 3D false matrix soul prison, how it's able to sustain itself is by severing 
our connection to God and replacing it with this false image of God, right? Where there's no divine mother and God is like this masculine, like tyrannical kind of judgmental punishing. If that was your dad, he'd be traumatized and scared of him, you know? Um, And so it's like, even in the beginning, I couldn't even use the word God. I was so triggered. And I had, it was many years of really finding that signal of like what God was to me and then reclaiming the word because the word is what human beings use to connect to the thing. So it's like in order for us to reprogram and clear that on a consciousness level, we reclaim the language, we cleanse the language. And so eventually, and this was like um, a, a profound experience one day when I think I was just like in the bathtub or something and I wasn't even trying to do anything spiritual and then all of a sudden I felt the presence of like uh, a master being and right now I, I'm pretty sure it was Babaji and I just felt the like just absolute peace I just started weeping and mm-hmm. I felt like this love in my heart and I felt like I was one with everything and that there was just this eternal peace and it was this resounding love and it was so beautiful. I just started weeping. I was like, what is that? And it just told me that, you know, this is the frequency of, of heaven, of God, and what it feels like to be un- in union with God. And I started receiving the, these transmissions about, you know, ascending mastery, about the real vibration of ascended masters, which, of course, in the false matrix, I say that there is a spiritual department of Walmart. <laughs> you know, a lot of times where because they realized that the starseeds and the spiritual, there was going to be the spiritual awakening. So they just started like throwing all this distorted stuff into the new age to confuse people and to deter people from actually ascending consciousness. And as long as people are not reaching the place where they're just in union and right relationship with God, then they're you know, kind of missing a very important piece of themselves, and they're not going to be able to fully be in their power. So they don't really care if you believe in, you know, whatever ascended master, as long as you're not actually in union with God, you're kind of not going to be able to fully be on your mission. Right. Um, and so yeah, I feel like that was definitely one of the most pivotal moments in life when I remembered what it feels like for my heart to be in right relationship with God and how that's really the thing that led me through my journeys lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. It was this like love story or like, that's like the angelic thing. And I feel like all starseeds have that all angelics are here to feel that except this path has been just loaded with booby traps to make you not remember this one simple thing. Because as soon as you remember how much you love God, well, it's over, like no fear, nothing's going to stop you. Right. So. (laughs) Yeah. I have to say, I, I had a similar experience, um, actually went to Cambodia and, um, Bhutan and one place in Cambodia, they had this, um, museum of thousands of Buddhas from all over the world. And I walked in there and, you know, so all of those Buddhas have had all this love and I walked in there and just, I could feel that unconditional love. And it was just like, feel, feel this. Mm. And I just like tuned in and, and then, um, and then in Bhutan, it was, uh, we were in a temple 
and then a Buddhist temple. And then it just happened mm -hmm. that this inner temple was open and it was very rare that it was open. So it was like, mm -hmm. they said, you know, you're, you're here for a particular reason and not everybody from our party or, or that we were group that we were with was in there. And I just walked in, was bawling, bawling. Mm -hmm. And I heard just feel the energy. This is unconditional love. This is God. This is just feel it, feel it, feel mm -hmm. it, you know? And it was just like, I absorbed it. Like, like it was going into every blood vessel, every cell, everything. <laughs> it was just like feeling it. And there's just no way I could control my crying or anything. It was the most spectacular feeling. And, and so peaceful. Like I just tell everybody, it's like, unconditional love or God love is like, it's not romantic. It's not ooey gooey. It's, it's just this, like, it just is, it's just this <laughs> beautiful, like beingness and connection. And like you said, mm -hmm. I found courage. I found like, Oh, once you know that you are connected, it isn't, we're just saying this, right. This is that connection of inner knowingness that once you get like, you're never alone. Like now you trust those guides, you know, coming in, you trust mm -hmm. the different things that are happening. You, you, like you said, you're more on your, your mission because you can, cause you know, it's support. Like there's, there's nothing like that. It's just like the, the, mm -hmm. the, he got you, you unlocked a door and you walk through it and you walk through one of the most important doors. And so I appreciate the sharing of that story. Um, and um, because I do think that's what, what everybody's waiting for, but they're, they're, they're saying it's in another form or something. And it's, I also love how articulate you are, because I would say as one of the first, uh, you know, uh, star seeds coming in was, was um, finding words to express the knowing or the, you know, whatever, like I didn't know there's, there's so many things I didn't know. Um, and, and I remember seeing, I don't know if you ever saw the the movie, what, what the bleep do we know? I remember seeing that and crying because I'm like, there's my people, where are those people? You know, it, it's like, it's like, <laughs> I knew all that. So I, there was a lot of stuff I knew that I didn't know was science or I didn't, you know, that could be explained as science or explained as energy or, you know, I just knew these things. And so kind of being that oddball, um, it, I remember wanting so much to be like everybody and not be so sensitive and caring. And, and then I was like, thank you. I'm not like everybody, <laughs> you know, so happy to not be like everybody. So I'm just wondering, did you, so your experiences so after your awakening or as you were a child or different things, did you have connections with your cosmic family, with the Andromian, Andromia's um, family or other, other experiences? Um, um, or have mm -hmm. you had that? Or has it just been the guidance, not just Ben, you know? But, um, yeah, it was definitely very quiet. Um, I didn't have a lot of these kinds of experiences as a child. I felt like I chose that very intentionally because I needed data, essentially. I needed to go through being a child in the false matrix, being disconnected, being traumatized, just like everybody else. I was, um, I went through sexual trauma when I was very young in boarding school. 
And then, you know, all sorts of different things had to happen for me to not have my guys, not have that connection to God, just to be traumatized as a human child so that now I can, you know, heal that part because I'm here to support humanity and humanity's healing. And without going through that myself, you know, I just wouldn't really have the context. I wouldn't have the compassion. I wouldn't know what humans have really gone through, you know? And so um, definitely feel very much like I decided that I wouldn't have that connection. And um, my work with the Andromedans, I mean, I, I'm very picky. <laughs> I feel like I've, you know, again, it's just like my antiviral is that, you know, I basically never just work with beings unless I'm like deeply emotionally moved by the level of love and peace that they make me feel like authentically through their embodiment. You know, they could say whatever they want to me, but if I don't feel like they are truly like in tune with like true organic, <laughs> the, the real authentic vibrations of love, then I just, you know, I feel like it was always a part of me that I just didn't have any interest in talking to those beings. Um, it's probably security. You know, I also wasn't really allowed to watch other people's videos or like astrology reports or even a lot of books. I, I did read Barbara, Barbara Marciniak's book. Um, I think we are the Pleiadians or something like that. Like I got, I was able to read that one when I was waking up. I was so grateful for that. But for the most part in my awakening, I had to go through everything authentically so that my channel would stay clear. Mm -hmm. um, and one thing about these beings um, that I realized was that there is one order in the universe, because there is one creation, God is one consciousness, we are all part of this one thing. And so God is like an organizing intelligence. And what is happening on Earth, you know, I have a lot of different videos explaining why the Earth is so important, um, especially this one called the Emerald Covenant that I just made about, you know, why the Earth is undergoing the transformations and why all these angels are here and how it's important on a little literal universal level. So if you want more understanding on that, I have a free video on that. But um, essentially, the universe is our guide, right? Our highest guide is also our highest self. It's not really a separate thing. It's just, but we can't really ever be the totality of God inside of a human body so we shouldn't confuse that either because sometimes people are like i am god and they're all up in their ego about how they're god and it's like okay <laughs> i'm gonna take a sidestep i'll pray for you over there but um, yeah <laughs> so what i noticed in the new age is that there's like a fracturing it's like i channel the syrians i channel the ninth dimensional angelics and unless a group of beings very clearly because during this time there's there's no confusion like Every group of being that is truly in service to the Christ, to the one living creation, they are very forthcoming about their connection to God, about who they represent, because they're trying to unify the consciousness. There is an, an effort in unification. And so there's also an effort in fracturing, <laughs> not by God, on by the other factions. And so we see this in the new age where there'll be beings that are like, 
my group of aliens are the only ones that have the real information and everybody else is distorted or so that's like one frequency right and we begin to read all these frequencies and it's very simple at the end of the day it's like does this information is it singing a song of peace and unity and love and God, or is it singing a song of separation and division and fear? And then you begin to really realize that the star seeds were all unified by one thing. And that is our love for creation. That is why we're here. If we didn't love creation, we would not have signed up to be here. <laughs> okay. And it is only the greatest love for God and for all of creation that would ever lead you through a journey of ascended mastery because it's really a road full of initiations. I mean, you will go through so much hardship where the limits of your human capacity will be tested. It's like, oh, you're an advanced multidimensional being. Well, how are you going to show up in this situation? How are you going to respond in this situation when everybody turns against you and your best friend dies and all this crazy thing happened? Like, are you just going to collapse? Are you going to be a, um, um, a crabby person, or are you going to really show up as a, a, a courageous and loving and harmonious um, and truly mature at the end of the day, human being? Um, yeah. Um, that's what these beings that I work with really focus on is human maturity. I mean, they didn't reveal to me who they were for the first seven years of our training together because they needed to test my integrity essentially mm. um this is one thing it's like if a group of beings come to you and just say oh you're so important and you're here to do this big thing you know it's important that we test each other because we shouldn't just trust beings that they're you know unless we've gone through rigorous ego training we're very susceptible to being manipulated if our parents didn't make us feel valuable and all we want is for someone to feel give us the feeling that we're important and we're, we're mean something. And all of a sudden these aliens come and they're like, you are so special. You know, you can be the most important thing in the world. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're in some sort of relationship that, and so, yeah. Or you, we, get, or you get a spiritual leader that's promising you that, that they're well, going to. Usually try. those spiritual leaders are the ones that, you know, are being guided, right? So they, again, is those same ego. And at the end of the day, I have compassion for that because it's usually just an inner child that wants to feel loved, wants to feel worthy. It, it feels like it has to be someone to be loved. It feels like it has to be important to be valuable. And that's how this world manipulates through our trauma, right? Yeah. So for me, these beings have put me through all sorts of tests and craziness for like seven years and made sure that I focused entirely on healing myself for seven years before I ever offered a healing session or taught a class or, you know, did anything. Um, and finally, in the last couple of years, they've revealed themselves to me as the guardians um, which is really just an, an angelic order that serves creation, serves God as a high angelic order that every single star seed, like we're all connected. We all work for God. We're all unified, no matter, you know, seventh dimensional Syrians, ninth dimensional Andromedans, these beings all work together, all guided by creation. And so that's like the little story that I have to give context on that. Cause sometimes I get messages from people and they're like, the guardians just told me that like something, something 
Like they just started talking to me yesterday. And I'm like, that's probably not the guardians because they don't work like that. Like, you know, they don't, and they'll never tell you to just, you know, do something insane, like, you know, set somebody else's life on fire or something like that, you know? Right. So be discerning is, uh, is your big message here is be, be discerning. And absolutely. Absolutely. And, and listen to, listen to what's being said inside, whether to, walk that path or not so that's that's um um okay one i'm so i'm thinking of what's something that you can so let's talk about being multi-dimensional uh like superpowers and then um what's your kryptonite like so as as a spiritual being connected to god intelligence um I, and I call them, you know, they're our natural way of being, I understand, but, but, um, but most of us don't think that way. So we've had to come up with some fancy term uh, and, and it's multidimensional or, or I, I say superpowers just to grab attention. Um, they are but, super, but yeah. And to, because yes, yes, they are. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't know why I'm trying to explain. Um, I think my favorite superpower, I um, I alchemize pain into power, into love. I'm, I'm like a recycler or like a um, composter. <laughs> um, I have, I do a lot of work in like very dark spaces, you know, with human trafficking, supporting souls, and also rehabilitating demons because it's like... It's all, they're all part of ourself. You know, any part of this universe that has fallen into very extreme levels ultimately is still part of the universal whole. We can't just take one part and kick it out. It's kind of like in our inner healing, you do parts work and you might have a part that is just an absolute tyrant, but you still have to love that part because it's a part of you. You can't just shun and try to, you know, remove a part of yourself. And so, you know, even the, craziest demons that have done like the most ridiculous things they can still be rehabilitated they can still find forgiveness and love from god so <laughs> it's kind of that's probably the craziest part um i also work a lot with timelines i feel like timeline bending is part of my superpowers i feel like all light workers and starseeds are here to work with the timelines we are kind of God's timeline technology. We are the human components of God shifting this timeline. So um, the way that I work with this is um, something called the auroras. The auroras are uh, a group or a consciousness that comes from another universe. It is an interuniversal plasma intelligence. And it's kind of like an ET, I guess it's like a being that I work with, but it's so much more than that. They are just full of joy and unity. And I say that we traveled to earth in this rainbow cloud and we're all just singing songs of reverence to God together and singing songs of love for each other. And we're all unique and have our own special gifts. And together we're just this beautiful opalescent cloud and our purity is what is protecting us, right? Our pure knowingness that we're in union and what is supporting us, what we're connected to that is protecting us and this aurora is supporting the creation of what i call aurora earth 
Many people call it the new earth or heaven on earth, but I say Aurora Earth because Aurora to me carries this frequency of a higher octave of consciousness, of human consciousness. The highest, you know, highest self of humanity is, of course, the true essence of humans, which is like the creativity, the joy, the love, compassion, the best parts of humans. If we can draw that out of all of humanity, we can create such a fun and joyful world. And I like to make this distinction from heaven on earth or even new earth because there are like viruses or like false overlays of the future. They want to make some sort of like new age um, communism. <laughs> They want to create new age communism, essentially, which is when, you know, everybody has a paycheck every day and like they can do whatever they want. But like people don't realize that a lot of this kind of talk really feels like communism where still there is a governmental structure that is controlling like all the money and is just distributing it to everyone. And ultimately, communism actually stunts creativity. Because what we want, like true Aurora Earth, is where every individual reaches their own highest self embodiment and really fully expresses their truest creativity, where they are sharing all the gifts and the blessings and the light that is unique to them. And only that will create kind of heaven on earth, which is why I call it Aurora Earth, to just make that distinction of frequencies. Um, I'm I'm bending the reality to a place where all human beings are feeling um, empowered to be their own soul's uniqueness and not just, you know, whatever kind of mind viruses are infecting humanity right now, like laziness and entitlement and <laughs> communism and all those things. Oh, oh my God. Long well, there, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm passionate. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing those. It's um, um, th thank you for being you. And thank you for being here and doing this, doing this work and, and uh, your, your authenticity and your um, uh, ab ability to help so many, so many people and with your, with your beautiful gifts. Um, really appreciate that. So I think this is, um, Why don't you uh, share your mission? Let's move in there since you're, I think it's a good transition spot for you to share about the uh, mystery school and, and your mission. And Thank you so much. Um, I feel like my mission is to rehabilitate every dimensional fabric and field of this reality back into harmony and connection and original geometry and architecture and so that includes our emotions and human dna and society you know every single layer of the reality um but right now i'm i'm really focusing on creating a soul healing technology that's kind of partially what um, my community the earth star academy is um it is also a support system for star seeds and so i've been Um, channeling this three-year curriculum. It's quite intense. The first year is like 280 modules. We go over what our mission is, you know, all the different layers and levels of your physical and light body and basically healing ourselves. The self-healing course is like 100 modules where we go through like inner child and ancestral and 
all these different layers and people think like, oh, why am I not on my mission? Like we've already talked about, it's primarily just because we have a lot of stuff in the way, our belief systems, you know, really learning about what the body is. I also focus a lot on the body in the foundations level because sometimes the star self wants to override like what the body needs. And sometimes people think like every single thing is a psychic attack. You know, every every time like something happens, you're like, oh my God, I'm being psychically attacked. But like 80% of the time is literally just like your liver <laughs> or your kidney that like is feeling overwhelmed and it needs support or you're not getting enough minerals, you're not getting enough sunlight and your body is just unhappy and is trying to communicate with you. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm getting psychically attacked. And so in the foundations level, we just really learn about how to communicate with our organs and our cells and interact with our body in a multidimensional way. Um, and then we start to heal our sexuality, you know, multidimensional, uh, multidimensionally. And we learn about timeline bending and how to use, how to connect with the auroras, how to connect with the guardians and allow our love for God to lead us in our life, you know, is really about aligning our mission. The way that I define starseed is very simple. It's literally just if you're a person that has a spark of love in your heart, and you want to help people, you really care about the world. Because you might notice that not everybody has that, right? Not everybody has it online. And sometimes we get so like mental about like, what's a star seed? What dimension do I come from? Like, let's just move back to the simplest place. It's like, if you have love in your heart and that love is guiding you where you want to live in a way where you're being of service, you can say that you're a star seed because that higher consciousness in your heart is active. It's online. And from there, our process of supporting starseeds and finding their mission is very heart-centered. I say just find the thing that pisses you off the most <laughs> and figure out a way to do something about that. <laughs> um, yeah. And then in, in the process, we heal ourselves so that we feel safe, we feel empowered, we work on the crucifixion, persecution traumas. I would say that, you know, we have a lot of first waivers in our school, but we're really set up to support second and third waivers. We have a new earth entrepreneurship program because I believe that we're here to be in absolute integrity and support money, help heal money. One time mm -hmm. I looked out the window and I saw this beautiful goddess and she told me she was money. She was trying to get in through the window. She was like, I'm being trafficked by these evil people. I want to do good in the world. I want to help create heaven on earth. Like I want to be with the light workers, but nobody will open their window because they all believe that if they had money, then they'll be evil. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so this poor goddess was trying to get in the window. And I, I was like, okay. So for last few years, I've been mentoring with, you know, the dragons and learning about original creation, how guardianship of creation is such a sacred duty. And there is a way for you to train to become a worthy and trustworthy being. That's part of, you know, this mystery school is like, people want to be anointed. I think people care way too much about being anointed. If everybody just focused more on being the most trustworthy of God, then naturally God is going to want to give you more responsibility. God is want to bestow you with more power because God can trust you. And that trust rests in your 
personal integrity and your human capacity to just be mature, be a mature human being that you have healed yourself and your inner children to the point where they can now be a responsible and powerful adult human being. And then God is going to be able to hand you this responsibilities because God can trust that your devotion to your inner purity is intact. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of stuff on YouTube that you can check out for free. You can find me on everything at, at earthstar.academy. So great. Great. I'm, I'm thinking too, one, one of my, um, loves, uh, is, uh, and where I want to support. Um, and I, I can tell that you would do this. You're, or you're already doing this, but is also helping, uh, the parents mm-hmm. be more aware of the children coming in yes. because the children are coming in now are coming in awake. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, the, the, the parent who isn't awake, um, <laughs> is going to have a, a really, um, interesting time and not to squash the the child either so I think there's like it's a really interesting uh, time and you know here's also they're they're trying to this this um the beings that be that are trying to create that communist society uh, um are are trying to take the children away from the parents right right so so we're or the control of the children away from the parents mm-hmm. um so anyway i think that that's a, a really important um knowledge that that we're that opening the heart and um you know because those kids are coming in connected yes. <laughs> and um and so how as either grandparents right if your first uh responders um or or as the parent coming in to um really um support uh um because that and just also know that they're going to be shifting shifting you um through their through their process but um and how to protect them until they can so they have their their uh what do i want to say they're old enough to um understand what's happening that they they'll be in their own powers doing their thing but you know as babies and stuff we need to protect them and i loved i saw i read i saw your video last night on on kara and um uh loved that that story your mama yourself and um and i think you're like way too young (laughs) I I still see was this beautiful little and I don't I again little angel just it's it's not you're you're not a uh but the but with the all of this force I don't I don't know why I keep saying little but I just it's not it's not your power I'm talking about yes it's like there's a there's a lot there's a lot in you you're you're just so um and, and and I think that that's one of the things I that's kind of coming in to say is that you know you don't have to be this big masculine energy or this warrior you know having to go out and uh, <laughs> to to be a power in the in the universe right it's just like you're this um, gentle but empowered unconditional love. Um, 
uh, <laughs> yeah, teacher, healer, you know, just through with, with shifter, what, uh, Starcy, um, best friend. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's such a big can of worms you just opened though, because I mean, oh my gosh, the children, like everything in this world is after the innocence of children. And this is one of the most difficult things. Like even the other day, you know, you think I've been healing all these years, I'm still healing these very core layers. And, you know, this part of me was just feeling so angry that ever since I was so little, this force was trying to pervert and subdue and um, insert itself into my innocence and to distort my innocence. We think about, you know, pornography and just like I, when I was little, like Britney Spears was on TV and you think of all the subliminal things and it's just gotten so much worse. Um, I have a friend who is in our community who has, I think, a four-year-old. And every time he let them have screen time and just watch whatever he wants on YouTube and stuff, he would start saying that he's a girl. He would say, daddy, I'm a girl. I'm a girl. And then when he would take away the screen time and not let him watch anything, it stops happening. And so eventually he just started zoning in and trying to see like which things. And I don't know the specifics. He was just telling me the story because it happened over like a year. But just like one example of how they're going after our children now. And it is, you know, really horrifying to be a parent. Um, for me, I'm a, I'm, I feel like the greatest thing we can do is deprogram ourselves, right? A lot of people have Stockholm syndrome, where they feel like they still have to rely on GMOs and, you know, all these things. And some people say, well, Z, it's very privileged to say that you can have access to organic food and all this stuff. It's like, I didn't always, you know, I went through four years where I was homeless and I had to eat whatever was available to me, but I worked on, I made it a commitment to myself to continually better my circumstance. I took it upon myself, my personal agency to believe that I have the ability to change my reality by putting an effort on a day-to-day -day basis. And if it, even if it took four years for me to get to the place where I'll be able to support my family with healthy food, that's how long it takes. It's okay. I'm going to take one step after another, and I'm just going to commit myself to the process. Um, it's very easy as a parent to say, well, I'm so busy, you know, why don't I just let my child use the use the phone for this long? And, you know, there's definitely better things. I think my friend started saying like only letting their child watch like cartoons from prior to the 1960s or something like apparently that did not make his child go into those weird comments about being a girl. And for me, um, I once in a while use this app called Pock Pock, which is just like this very calming app is the only thing that I let Kara use, like, you know, in extreme circumstance, like if we're at the airport and, you know, she just really needs that support. That's the only thing that I'll share with her. Pock Pock. Um, it's just made with, you know, toddlers, brain development and everything in mind. It's just a very calming um, playroom for them. It's not a game. There's no weird things in it. I found it to be um, okay. 
And again, you know, that's not an everyday thing. It's like maybe a couple times a month if we're needing that support, but usually I prefer her to be playing outside and she does that most of the time. Um, I think that for parents, it's like, if we can't have that discipline for ourselves, we're not going to be able to enforce that for our kids. If we don't have a daily practice for ourselves, if we don't meditate and connect to God and, you know, keep our lives detoxified, we're not going to be able to do that for our kids. And so the best thing that you can do is check yourself for the way that the false matrix is still infiltrating your life and your aura and your energy and clear those things out. Like in my household, we don't watch TV. Um, We don't listen to the radio. We don't read the news only when I'm guided to learn about something because we don't want to live in a cave either, right? We want to be connected. So in that case, I will you know, just research, you know, and just to be in tune with things. But otherwise, you know, the music that we listen to is mostly, you know, spiritual music, or I really like to listen to some Christian music sometimes. It's just, it's just a vibe. Um, but Kara, she's a very specific being, my daughter. Um, she is here with a soul group of like ascended avatar babies. There's going to be thousands of these babies. They need very specific things. I'm actually moving up into the mountains to start like a temple for them because they will need to be meditating hours a day when they're little to keep their souls intact. She is and her little brother. I'm actually pregnant now with another child. Um, but (laughs) they're just very particular. Like they have a lot of knowledge that they need to bring through specific things. And so they need a lot, actually, you know, I'm able, I, for those of you don't know, like I had a very telepathic relationship with my daughter for many years before she fully incarnated here. And she, has kicked my ass and and just trained me in so many levels. Like I know that she's holding so much mastery. And so as a parent, I know that I'm going to have to give her a very different lifestyle. I see a lot of starseed parents that are just like, well, you know, hopefully they'll just remember, I don't know what to do. So I'll just still send her, send them to school. And I'm not judging. This is not like a blaming. It's just like, it's about, you know, if we can't fully see ourselves, if we can fully create an environment around ourselves to believe in ourselves enough to give ourselves the permission to be powerful, then we can't do that for our children, right? So this is one of those things where I, I just know that if I just let the default happen, then some things are going to slip. So nothing about this reality and me raising this child will be default. I'm going to make her a school. I'm going to create her a program. Most of it is going to be being outside, you know, in nature, but she's going to meditate. She's going to learn to do yoga and possibly martial arts when she's very young to help her soul come into our body. And she's going to tell me, of course, what she needs as well, but it's going to be a very intentional process. How would, how would a parent know that they have a, one of these avatar children? Oh, I think they know, like if you go through like, you know, initiations <laughs> when okay. you're pregnant, if you're healing, if you're going through purges, you know, obviously you have a powerful being that's coming in. You can also intentionally conceive a baby, you know? Um, I think 
when I was younger, I was very clear that I, my body, I'm like, I'm here to support these new souls to come in. And so it's almost like a homing beacon. I have sent out a signal and I've called forth, you know, these high level beings to come through. So if you're a young woman, know that you can do that and you can do so many things to support your body in its incarnation process. Um, yeah, I just want to do a whole episode just on that. <laughs> no, the avatars wouldn't be coming into um, into somebody who's not awake yet, who hasn't been doing work because I mean, the it really depends, right? Because I came into parents like that. It really depends on what the soul is looking for. The thing is that, you know, for these next wave of kids, they're getting like, I had to spend 10 years to heal myself to get to the place where I'm like, kind of in my power and like kind of embodied. So now I'm 30. Right. And it's like, I still don't, I feel like I've got another 10 years of healing to do to catch you up. You have a myself. lifetime. <laughs> but the thing is, is with these kids, like with Kara, she's going to have a 30 year head start. You know what I mean? Yes, I think yes. that's what they're looking for. That's why they're choosing parents who are awake to step into. So right. they don't have to detox from their 30 years of being a soul yeah. prisoner. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. Good, good. Yes. And, and I, and I shouldn't have said the, um, you have a lifetime because it, it felt like it's felt like a lifetime to me, but I see like things are shifting like that now, yeah, sure. whereas before it was like mm-hmm. laborious. Yes. That's why you're <laughs> such a like, You're such a gangster. Cause you did it. Like oh my God. so much respect and honor for you. I don't, I can't imagine, you know, how much devotion it must've taken you to be where you are today. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Um, all right. So I appreciate that. Um, if you have any other, uh, other things to, to mention that we haven't already talked about that you just want to put out there. Um, so what's your self care? Because I think that's the, you've, you've touched on things, but Mm -hmm. like, what's a daily self care for a star seed that I think is so, important now because yeah Yeah, it's like essential (laughs) essential absolutely um my process has a lot to do with checking in with myself around how connected to god i'm feeling in any particular moment um i've oversimplified at this point because before you know like now that i'm a new mom and i have a toddler and i'm doing all this stuff i needed to simplify because i just don't have 3 hours in the morning to do a morning practice like that is so involved anymore and so right now the easiest way that i feel like i just totally reconnect is just by asking like okay how deeply do i feel connected to god right now and if i feel like there's parts of myself that have like severed from feeling connected then i just do a prayer i say mother father god you know i'm here to connect i love you so much please show me you know what i need to feel fully grounded right now and show me if i need you know to be supported to be fully shielded by your love and then usually that will open up um maybe i'll feel something in my shoulder and i'll just do some clearing work um uh, as a newly pregnant mom i feel like I'm just taking naps as much as I can. Sometimes you just need a nap. But yeah, prayer is definitely the number one tool. A lot of people think that prayer is when you just like talk at God or just ask for what you want. 
but really it's about coming into connection with this greater part of yourself, with the part of you that feels love and reverence for creation. Um, and then you come into this beautiful conversation where energy is able to flow between the dimensionalities from the greatest dimension of all things into the singularity of your being. And then when that channel is open, you know, I, I just like to sit there for as, as long as I can to just be nourished by it. And this is so simple for all of you busy parents out there, right? It's like you can be doing this while you're making breakfast for your kids just to feel nourished in your heart by how much God loves you and how much love there is out there. Um, but moving your body is really important. Yoga is really great for that. Um, um, I love baths. Water is so supportive. Nature, number one thing. I mean, anytime I'm feeling out of whack at all, I just take the shortcut of going out into the woods, like forget trying to heal myself and do all this crazy stuff. So as soon as I hit, as soon as my feet hit the trail, I'm like, oh, wow, I feel better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, nature really yeah. helps us come back into union with the organic um, template of our being. And um yeah. All of that comes down to how much you love yourself though, because when you love yourself, you create time and space, to take care of yourself. When you don't love yourself, you will make up every excuse in the world to not take care of yourself. So that's definitely where we, a place that we can start then. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I would think also for you sound. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually have created a for the day do you do you yes I do <laughs> um I do actually it's actually so second nature I, I didn't even think to mention it but I will just start singing medicine songs for myself all the time I made these beautiful healing sound chambers that are available for free on Spotify and also on um YouTube they're like hour-long like guardian encoded sound um I made those because I needed something for myself because I'm so sensitive to sound with others that I think the more connected you are um, to God then the and and just the nature like sound becomes so important yeah. and, and and it's so healing mm -hmm. in whatever way so yeah beautiful that would be great I'm going to go uh, download those uh from Spotify and, and listen, just put them on in the background for, yeah, you know, be careful with, cause some, one of them or a couple of them, they're very deep clearings. Like people have reported like oh. fevers and different things. Oh, the okay. Aurora sound chamber is very light. It's very beautiful. You'll, you can just put okay. that on in the background, but you'll, okay. your body will tell you, I'm sure. Oh, sensitive. Yeah. Before that, we'll, we'll wrap up. Is there anything else that you want to share or do you want to share again how people can find you um join the mystery mm -hmm. school yeah so you can find me on all platforms at earthstar.academy what my website is also earthstar.academy leaving message i think um i feel that when we have done you know much of our inner work we start to feel safe in the world and we also start to become a safe space. And I think this is one of the most important things because we can't create a world where everyone is safe until we feel safe and we become a safe person. Um, 
And, you know, this really happens through deep inner healing and through dissolving like the armor that we have, right? We've come up with so much coping through like just this, like everything's fine. I'm, I'm strong, you know, I can do whatever. And then when we start to peel back that, that shield, um, we really, that's when, that's when we can touch like the authentic core where we can be soft and intimate with each other and just be ourselves. And so um, I really just pray that we can all feel safe enough and know that we have the ability to come back into that soft human center like a delicious chocolate candy. <laughs> and um, then we'll be able to make heaven on earth together in no time. Oh, that's a beautiful prayer. Beautiful. Yes, we can all Im uh, imagine this. So I uh, definitely thank you. Thank you so much for being you and all that you offer and all that you're going to bring. I mean, you're true. You're I. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just feeling how um, expansive your reach is going to be, <laughs> even yeah. like so much, um, so much beautiful energy and support you are to all the star seeds and to humanity and this, and this planet and this change. So it's just, uh, it's, it's just the beginning of huge wave of transformations alchemy <laughs> happening in the world and in, with humanity and on our planet yeah what a delightful and epic time it is that we get to be on earth right now i know that depending on the lens that you look at the world through it can appear different things but um yeah i feel like we all feel it all the sensitives, like we feel like there's something else going on, something higher, something beautiful. And it's okay to fully believe in that and rest in that. And so, so much joy and honor to just get to be here and, you know, play part in it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. May all beings awaken and remember the sacred song resonance of organic original living creation the divine love joy unity harmony and creativity that we are thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you and thank you that was beautiful thank you so much really appreciate it and thank you, everybody. All the information you need will be down below. And um, talk to you soon. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. And here are some more resources for you. You can join me on Patreon at patreon.com, Marilyn O'Malley. You can find a lot of information on YouTube, Marilyn O'Malley, Tapping, Meditations, Masterminds, Teachings. And you can uh, sign up to work with me one-on-one -on -one for some personalized coaching to dive deep into uh, the areas that you want to work on to uh, make your ascension as easy and flowing as possible. So take care 